This is Talking Business. I'm joined now by Jim Foran, who's the CEO and I think co-founder of PV Stop International. Is that right? That is correct. Um, and uh, this, what uh, what Jim's selling is some stuff that stops or turns off PV solar panels. That is correct. And um, so the thing is, and you're just saying that you get this asked all the time. Why, firstly, why do you want to turn them off? And secondly, why isn't there a switch? Because what what what? Uh, just so you know, everybody, what the thing does that Jim's selling it looks like a um, it looks like a fire hydrant, and you stand back and you spray this. Stuff coating, coating. You spray yes. this coating all over the over the panels. Correct. Um, which stops the light getting into them. Yes. So the question, I suppose, is why do you need to do that? Why can't you just switch it off? Yeah, yeah. And why do you need to turn it off anyway? Yeah. Well, let's start at the beginning. Um, the reason you need to be able to switch off solar panels is to make them electrically safe. Uh, whether it be in a fire or emergency situation or whether it be even for system maintenance. Um, Currently, uh, solar panels uh, work by being exposed to light. So as long as they're exposed to light, they're um, producing DC electricity through a chemical reaction. Um, Why would you want to switch them off? So say you have a fire at your house, you may have a roof fire, it may be caused by the panels or it may be caused by an external factor. Um, First thing the fire service or emergency services do is turn up. Um, If there's risk to saveable life, they'll save saveable life. If there's no risk to life, they need to make safe, which means isolate gas isolate electricity. And there's the fundamental problem. As long as solar panels are exposed to light during daytime hours, they're constantly producing potentially lethal amounts of DC electricity, um, which in professional terms is known as the DC danger zone. Now, good question. Do solar panel systems have switches? Yes, they do. Um, So if you can imagine the panels receive light, uh, create DC electricity, that goes down to the inverter, which converts the DC into AC electricity, which then goes into power the house or feeds back to the grid. Um, And the switches typically uh, are located next to the inverter. In Australia, we also uh, have legislation for a second switch up on the roof, um, close-ish to the panels. However, the switching is downstream of the panels themselves. So anything downstream of the switch is obviously turned off, but anything upstream is still live and dangerous. And that distance between the panels and the switch is the DC danger zone. So I suppose your problem is that nobody, no regulator has actually required this. They require the switches, but nobody, no, no authority has actually said what we need to do is shut the panels down completely. Well, it's been it's been a problem. Um, the the authorities are aware that there there hasn't been a, a way of um, quickly, safely, and reliably isolating the power at the source, which is the panels themselves. In the past, um, fire services have tried covering the um, the the panels oh, with tarpaulins, etc. Yeah, the the issue. That there is, as I said, the, the panels produce DC electricity. Now, um, fire and emergency services have a device called an AC hot stick, um, and that enables them to wave this stick near an AC electrical source, and it will indicate whether that AC electrical source is live or not. It does that by picking up the frequency. AC, alternating current, um, uh, vibrates. Has a, fre- 
It has a frequency. It has a frequency. DC doesn't. DC direct current, no frequency. Um, So they've got no way of remotely detecting whether a DC electrical source is live. So what I love about the substance that um, uh, it's your partner, Luke Williams, who invented, invented it, it, absolutely, yeah, um, is you spray it on. It goes on really fast. Yes. And, and uh, you peel it off. Correct. Which Correct. is great. I mean, because I thought first, when I first saw it, I thought, oh, this is terrible because, you know, what are you going to have to clean? You're going to have to just get out and scrub this stuff off yeah. once uh, once you sprayed it on. But in fact, it peels off really easily. Yeah. So yeah. what an amazing invention. What is it actually? Or can, sure. No, can, no, can it's fine. It uh, it's actually a water-based polymer. So for lack of a better analogy, it's like a, it's like a tricky black latex paint. Um, the reason it's black is because black absorbs all spectrums of light, which makes it most effective for blocking the light. Um, And of course, relatively simple to do the blocking exercise, but being uh, being safe in uh, emergency situations, it has to have all of these other secondary benefits. Uh, it, it has to be fire retardant. It's got to be non-conductive. It's got to be non-flammable. Uh, above all, it has to be environmentally friendly. Uh, uh, you don't want to be spraying anything toxic around. Uh, you just can't do things like that these days. And uh, from an emergency services um, perspective, you know, their environmental environmental credentials of the product is extremely important and very high on their priority list. And then from a system owner perspective, as you say, uh, it peels off without causing any damage to the system. So even if the solar panel system isn't the cause of the incident, uh, it can be applied and removed and reactivate the system post-incident. So it's quick, it's fast, it's reliable. It turns the power off at the source, so the fire service can go back to um, launching an offensive strategy and saving the property, as opposed to having to um, have a defensive strategy so and, imagine, and potentially cause a lot more damage. I, I imagine your main business strategy is to get the regulators to require it. Yeah, and, and look, re, um, re, re, legislation uh, is 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 quite a long journey. Um, so obviously. First of all, getting the fire and emergency services um, industry behind us. Um, um, because, to carry it with them. To carry it with them because they are most at risk of being injured or worse. So, you know, th- that's one of the things that gets yeah, me right. up in the morning, that we're saving the lives of people who save lives. So uh, once you've got their um, support, well, then you can start to roll out to industry and you've got a premium proven brand. Are you aware of whether anyone else in the world has come up with this, something like um, this? Uh, yeah, we spent um, a lot of time patenting our technology and, and the patent is not just on the coding, it's actually also on the method. So we've got very broad patent protection all around the world. So no one else can actually produce a coating with the intention of isolating the power produced by solar panels. We've got that locked up with our patents. Right. So have you started selling it yet or not? We, we have. Our, actually, our first customer in the world was the London Fire Department, so the oldest and one of the most respected fire departments in the right. world. And their first operational use, um, they used it to save a school. We couldn't have really asked for a better scenario. And uh, and on the back of that... Um, the so they actually they actually spray it on the school's PV? On, on the school's solar panels. They um, did. Um, they did, um, to make electrically safe. And then they could go on an offensive strategy and it saved the school building. Right. And they were were happy about that. Very happy. Um, Previously, 12 months earlier, when they didn't have a product like ours, in a very similar set of circumstances, they lost a um, school building because they had to treat it defensively. The building burnt down. So quick, effective, 
allowed them to to quickly, safely isolate the power, offensive strategy, save the building. They're happy. The school's happy. Everyone's safe. It was a, it was a great outcome. And on the on the back of that, they actually um, were nominated for the finals of the UK Fire and Emergency Awards for the deployment of our products. So it was uh, it was great. So how much is how much are you selling it for? Um, so we we don't sell it to the general public at this stage. If you can imagine, um, the delivery system is a fire extinguisher type vessel. Um, it's very important and safety is paramount for us. So it's very important that it's operated by uh, trained professionals. Uh, we don't sell it directly to the public. For Couldn't the, I use it? You could use it, but but the, the thing is without training, you may be tempted to possibly climb up a ladder with a canister, fall off your roof. People in emergency situations don't always react logically and we, we, we don't want to put people in harm's way. So um, it's in the early days, it's very important that it's uh, applied by professionals who are trained on how to, how to use it is very simple, but the, the broader risk assessment profile needs to be taken into account. Uh, so anyway, so what's the, what's the price? So, well, for the for the emer- fire and emergency services, it's uh, for a nine litre canister. It's uh, approximately um, six hundred dollars. Right, but I imagine you sold it to London for a bit less than that. I didn't actually. We sold it to London for a little bit more than that. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. As I said, we. Uh, uh, I thought you would have discounted it to get off the ground. Um, there's, it's a serious problem. Uh, we've invested uh, a lot of money to get it to a stage where they can, um, if you can imagine the, uh, the, the compliance, the testing we've had to do, and we are the only solution in the world. Uh, and my own ethos is uh, uh, people value something that they, they, they have to purchase uh, and, yeah, yeah. and it's valued and it works and uh, it's, it stands on its own two feet. Where, where do you make it? Uh, it's actually, the coding is actually produced in the UK. Oh, I see. Yeah. Is that your only production at the, uh, pl- uh, facility? Yeah, yeah. At, at the moment, we're very happy. We've been working with our, our manufacturing partners for about five years. It's been quite the journey. Uh, and although we're an Australian innovation, um, it's a very specialist why coding. You, why did you get it made there? Why couldn't you make it here? Um, we couldn't find the right partner. Right. Yeah, yeah. It was it was funny. We we uh, we knew we had the right idea, but we're, unfortunately, like a lot of Aussie innovation, we we got traction overseas before we got it in our own backyard. Oh. Yeah, but we're now back in Australia, and we're we're now rolling out to a number of the major fire and emergency services organisations around the country, and uh, it's being used operationally and it's working. Uh, so, yeah, a number of them, even knowing that it works and having uh, other other reference points like London, um, it is still uh, every service has a procedure to go through, and so it's currently in um, trials with a number, which are typically twelve month trials. And how much have you invested, and where did you get the money from? Um, money, um, Luke and Luke and myself uh, uh, invested our, our own oh, money, so you, so money you... sweat and tears in, into getting it off the ground. We've we've spent well over a million dollars so far in the development. So yeah, right. it's a it's a long time between uh, patients. So you and you and Luke are the only shareholders, are you? Correct. At this stage, well, uh, that is fantastic. Yeah, really yeah. well done. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah uh, one of the crazy innovators. <laughs> oh, good for you. It's fantastic. It's really great to meet you, uh, Jim. Thanks very much. Uh, terrific. Thank you. I'll be talking to Jim Foran, who's the CEO of PV Stop International.